Hey, listeners, Joyce here. Just going to do the Patreon shout-out and then get out of your hair. Big ol' thank you to Nobilis Reed and Hardcore Kindness. If you want to join these folks and support the show, find us at patreon.com slash laughspod. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. But without further ado, enjoy the show. So this is a, uh, a an article on Snopes, and it was from April 2021, so a year ago. Mm-hmm. It says, is the Loch Ness Monster just a whale penis? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> <laughs> the rumor is more plausible than it might appear, and this is by Dan Evan. We got some cute little pictures of Loch Ness monsters mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever, whatever. I'd imagine some whale dicks. All right, origin. A number of explanations have been offered to explain a series of supposed sightings of a sea serpent at Loch Ness, a large, deep freshwater lake in Scottish Highlands. Some have hypothesized that the Loch Ness monster, known as Nessie, was really just a giant eel or possibly an odd-shaped log. Others held that Nessie was a prehistoric plesiosaur that somehow survived extinction. In April 2021, another theory was popularized on the internet. The Loch Ness Monster was really just a whale penis. Tell me more. <laughs> that's it? That's it. That's the end. Oh, oh that's, that's as far as it goes. That's Episode's it. over. Uh, <laughs> it's all just a whale penis. Got it. Mothman, penis. Owl, penis. Cow, One or the uh, other. Yeah, owl or penis. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all we get. While the picture on the left, oops, sorry, you can't see that, <laughs> audio medium, uh, is the most famous one to supposedly show the Loch Ness Monster, and while the picture on the right truly shows a whale penis, I'm so sorry that you all don't get to see this It's okay. in the podcast land. If at home you want to search Loch Ness whale penis, you will get... You will get it. You will get this. You'll get something. You'll get it. You'll get something. It definitely reminds me of tentacle porn. So basically, it talks about like the, I'm going to kind of like yada yada this, because um, it talks about the famous Loch Ness Monster photo, which was proven to be a hoax. Like the people that did it came out was like, yeah, we, it was fake. Yeah. But then we're going to go down and say that. So they're saying, in other words, Loch Ness Monster photo, it's not um, a whale penis because it was a toy submarine. So they're yeah. like, yeah, it's not a penis. But it says, while a whale penis may not be the answer to all of our Nessie questions, whale penises may truly have been the culprits behind some old sea serpent sightings. In 2005, a team of researchers published a paper in the Archives of Natural History that examined an account of a sea serpent sighting off the coast of Greenland in a mission or by a missionary <laughs> in missionary by a missionary named Hans Egid Egid Egid. Oh. Egghead. Egghead? E-G-E-D-E. Egghead. 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 Hans. Oh, Dutch, Hans Egghead. In 1734, that was back when they had names like that, drew a picture <laughs> okay. of... They got rid of those. They actually got rid Did of those. Did away now, with yeah. it. They're all named Sam Smith now. <laughs> 
drew a picture of the alleged creature and described it as a most dreadful monster. He wrote, as recounted in the 1883 book, Traveler's Tales, a book of marvels. And here's, here's what he said. A most dreadful monster showed itself upon the surface of the water in the year 1734, off our new colony in the 64th degree of latitude. The monster was of so huge a size that coming out of the water, its head reached as high as the masthead. Its body was as bulk as the ship and the three times uh, and three times as long. It had a long pointed snout (laughs) (laughs) and and spouted like a whalefish. Oh, I'm sure it did. (laughs) Great broad paws, fins, and the body seemed covered with shell work its skin being very rugged and uneven. The under part of its body was shaped like an enormous huge serpent, and when it dived again underwater, it plunged backward into the sea and so raised its tail aloft, which seemed a whole ship's length distant from the bulkiest part of the body. Sounds like someone's horny for the (laughs) sea serpent. (laughs) But it says the Archives of Natural History paper analyzed his account and his drawing and identified several whales that may have been this most dreadful monster. Additionally, the authors noted that it was possible that the serpent-like tail was the snake-like penis of a large baleen whale. It says, however, there is an alternative explanation for the serpent-like tail. Many of the large baleen whales have long snake-like penises. Figures four and five. I'm so sorry to everyone that's not able to see that. If the animal did indeed fall on its back, then its ventral surface would have been uppermost, and if the whale was aroused, the usually retracted penis would have been visible. The penises of the North Atlantic right whale and Pacific gray whale can be at least 1.8 meters long. A big one. And 1.7 meters long, respectively. Pretty close in length. And could be taken by a naive witness for a tail. That the tail was seen at one point at ship's length from the body suggests the presence of more than one male whale. Um, I can go on, but perhaps I should not. Because <laughs> it's pretty long. Oh my god. It's, you can keep going. <laughs> I mean, there's more of there's more of what uh, this this dude wrote. So I can continue in the what a reference to its credibility, all that we can say is that Captain Drevar, who is well-known shipmaster in the port of Liverpool, gives us personal assurance of the entire authenticity of this narrative. The others of the crew make similar declarations of accuracy, and therefore we tell the story just as it was told to us. Whatever, Beautiful. Hans. I love it. <laughs> the weather Whatever, was Hans. fine and clear, wind and sea moderate. <laughs> Observe some black spots on the water. I swear, I tell you, my friends, we saw it. Let me tell you about the day to make it sound more real. (laughs) I I have a question, not to interject. Well, I mean, I am interjecting. (laughs) So, I'm no whale expert. Mm -hmm. But like, do they, uh, no, I'm not, you know? (laughs) How often do they like lay up with their bellies out of the water? Very. Do they? Yeah. So okay. I mean, I know they With their the, dick out. They yeah. were talking about like the shell, the shell-like stuff on the skin. Like that's fucking barnacles. Yeah, whales get like yeah. up with them, so they have yeah. they they jump up out of the water and splash to try to like knock a lot of yeah, shit off. Yeah, but they also like wind mating and things will roll on their back and their dick will come up and kind of snake around and it looks like a serpent. Um, and you know, two undulating giant whale bodies could look like a 
giant serpent body underneath yeah, yeah, water. Yeah, sure. I, I've I've seen pictures because uh, I've also seen this article. I didn't read the whole thing because I'm intellectually lazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> intellectually lazy. I love that. I'm going to use that from like, now on. I was like, no. <laughs> but I did see a picture and I was like, oh, I could see why people think this is Loch Ness. Yeah. It, yeah. it does have that vibe. But yeah, as we most of us know, um, and some of us believe the, you know, the original picture that everyone's talking about was like toy boats and construction and shit. I actually um, heard a thing that was about uh, the possibility that that the serpent was an elephant. <laughs> so, okay. Well, to start, elephants are actually fantastic swimmers. They swim for incredible long distances. Uh, and when they do, they stick their trunk up out of the water like a big curved like a scuba, neck. Like a snorkel. Yeah. yeah a snorkel. Um, and circuses did routes all over Scotland and elephants were there. And it is possible that somebody was taking their elephant out for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbo so that, just needed to take a little dip. That is a theory about Loch Ness. <laughs> well, here's my thing about the whales theory specifically is Loch Ness. It's like, it's a freshwater lake. Whales don't seem to like that. They like, they like the salty place. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know <laughs> if the lake runs in a way that would yeah. allow access. I, I don't know for sure. It, it yeah. might go into a bay, but. It's an incredibly long, very, very deep lake. So yeah. for a space in the lake, yeah, there's more than enough. I will say the other, the I I can never get behind the plesiosaur, plesiosaurus uh, mm-hmm. theory because they the the way that they're built, their heads wouldn't lift up out of the water. They can't do that. I, you know, big strange giant eel fish thing. Like, yeah, I'm down. Like, whatever. That could be a thing. <laughs> But I know there's a lot of studies about how much biomass there is in the water and that most people don't believe there's enough to support Loch Ness. Yeah. But, or Loch Loch Ness, the Loch Ness (laughs) monster. Yeah. Um, But, you know, eh, I ain't fighting it. Hey, I'm I'm not here to debate it, but, you know, know, just just saying, like, the theory seems a little, there's some holes in it. (laughs) The whale theory, Yeah, but basically Snope said that, no, it, the Loch Ness Monster is not a whale penis. Yeah. Aww. That was Snopes telling us that it's not. Yeah. It well. Seems... But I do enjoy the flowery language of like back in the day when they're like, oh, and I did partake in whale penis sightings. <laughs> I, I partook in the taking of a giant whale penis. <laughs> I partook. I partook. And the, and the whale penis came upon me and I came upon the whale. <laughs> All right. All right. Who who we learn about today? What? Well, well, I guess you should tell us who yeah. we are. <laughs> hey, who am I? Who are we? We're Love at First Sighting, the Whale Penis Talk Podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just this time. Just this time. No, we're we have sex positive, kink friendly, thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imagination. My name is Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I'm your local whale penis expert, bringing you the <laughs> whale penis porn, but not really. I'm going to bring you cryptid book report. Also joining me is Jim. 
I am Jim, and I kind of did bring the whale penis, but you did. I'm bringing the cryptid porn today as well. Bring in porn. Love it, love it. Also joining me is Coco. Hello, I'm Coco. I am the layman in the ways of cryptids, but I love learning and getting horny. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. All right. So to answer your question, Coco, uh, I bring you the giant of Kandahar. We got a big boy. Let's see if it's big enough for Jim. Oh. <laughs> I think it is because Jim got all pink. when. <laughs> oh, I just live pink. Oh, it's okay. I live pink. There's a new one. I like it. It's called rosacea. Oh. <laughs> all righty. Before we, we dive into our giant uh, content warning time. Mentions of war, death, murder, combat, gun violence. And there's probably other things. Cannibalism. Mm. Maybe. Maybe cannibalism. I don't know if I found that. But we'll oh. find out together. Hmm. Well, Maybe Jim you did. have something to add to the research <laughs> that I don't have. Alrighty. We'll find out together. So. And speaking of all these like content warnings, I had to wade through so much, quite a bit of toxic masculinity in the form of like army fantasies, gun shit, and like all that, like discussing like machoism. It was very tiring. <laughs> I did not care for it, but I did it for you, listener, um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm just strong like that. <laughs> but anywho. Um, before we get into the encounter that made this creature famous, I think it's worth mentioning that many believe this monster has biblical roots, origins, what have you. Some sources say there's evidence of the giant of Kandahar showing up in the Bible. What people are referring to are the Nephilim, a group of people mentioned in the Genesis and Numbers books of the Old Testament who were said to be people of unusually large size and strength that could be found in the Middle East both before and after the flood, the Noah's Ark story. Depending on what school of thought you adhere to, this group of people are either the offspring of fallen angels and humans or the misguided descendants of Adam. There are also other giant humanoid races in the Bible that actually fit the description of today's creature a little bit better called the Rahim, uh, but everyone seems to gravitate towards the Nephilim theory. Um, Much of my research points mainly to author, blogger, and filmmaker L.A. Marzulli (laughs) for positing this theory. In August 2016, Marzuli put out a YouTube video in which he claims to interview a military contractor or soldier who was present during the incident. It witnessed the blade-wheeling giant of Kandahar attack on the squadron of soldiers, which we're going to get into. Um, I should mention that the presence of the premise of Marzuli's YouTube channel is linked to modern events that are predicted and discussed in the Bible. Um, the content seems to have an extremist Christian creationist kind of lean to it, kind of anti-evolution mm. undertones. Mm. So do with that what you will, dear listener. <laughs> but without further ado, let's get into the count the encounter. The incident involving the giant entity happened in 2002 in a desert part of Afghanistan when a U.S. Army squadron missing. A special ops task force, branch unknown, possibly rangers considering that the missing squad was army, was sent to find out what had happened and the soldiers walked along a ragged mountainous trail until arriving at the entrance of a large cave. Pieces of broken U.S. military equipment and gear were scattered around all the 
all around the clearing. Some sources even say there were bits of torn uniform and human bones. I hit that. I'm sorry. They're all bones. <laughs> but I didn't. No, I didn't hear it. They're okay. all bones. If it did, it, we can cut it. It's on a separate track. It's fine. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> the task force was about to enter the cave to explore its recesses when a 12 to 15 feet, 1,100 pound humanoid emerged and attacked the soldiers. I see a big gulp from Jim. Beef. Beef. <laughs> like so beef. much beef. <laughs> beef. The entity in question had six digits on each hand and foot, mm -hmm. two rows of teeth, and long, fiery red hair with a beard to match. One soldier suddenly opened fire onto the creature, but the giant swiftly retaliated by impaling the soldier with a giant spear and proceeded to attack the rest of the squad. Most sources refer to this lost soldier as simply Dan. Uh, <laughs> Dan! <laughs> Lieutenant Dan! My Dan! Oh, Dan. <laughs> With their comrade down, the rest of the group directed their firearms at the giant and began firing. A witness stated that it took 30 seconds of continuous gunfire to bring down the entity. Uh, between them, and this is a lot of gun shit that I don't know or care about, uh, so I cut it down a little bit. Between them, the squad was armed with full auto, semi-automatic, and anti-material weapons. This much firepower concentrated on one target for one second, let alone 30, would be extremely destructive per my sources. So, do that what you will. Mm -hmm. uh, according to one of the witnesses, the giant wore canvas or animal hide covers on it to protect its feet like moccasin and smelt like dead bodies. Mmm, yummy. <laughs> um, Talk about a moose. Once the giant had been killed, the squad radioed in and about what occurred. The creature's body was then airlifted back to the squad's base by helicopter and net. I don't know what helicopter would be. Well, I guess they pick up heavy things now. Think about it. Mm -hmm. According to the sources, uh, this was quite a feat despite the number of soldiers helping with the procedure. From there, the body was once again loaded into an aircraft and taken away, never to be seen again. There were a couple of sources that say the body may have moved around a bit, but with its final resting place in an airbase in Ohio. Again, <laughs> always ends up in Ohio, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, Ohio, between Ohio and West Virginia, that's a, there's a lot of cryptid activity in these two locations. Mm -hmm. I just want to know why everybody puts things in Ohio to forget about them. <laughs> well, <laughs> not cool. <laughs> they already have. Uh, Everyone trying to go to space that lives there. So, oh boy. <laughs> um, again, like two places, only like two sources like mention this. So, who knows the validity of this claim? Anywho, upon their return, the soldiers were made to sign non disclosure agreements to stop the word spreading of their encounter. Some sources also say they were asked to rewrite their after actions reports because the superiors said they couldn't accept the original report describing the encounter with the giant. One witness states that he broke his silence because people have the right to know what's happening on our planet. Interesting wording. Um, while doing my research, I heard the name Mr. K a lot. Like, mm. a lot, a lot. Usually this person was the lone witness credited with providing the info. It's Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the full name of Mr. K is not available because they want to 
remain anonymous. Oh, wait, due no, to this. Will Smith was J. K was uh, um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Okay, that makes more sense for the timing too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Um, but yeah, obviously he remains anonymous because he broke the NDA. Uh, some of my research suggests that locals in the area already knew of these giants and described them as cannibals. Okay, so Jim was right. I forgot mm-hmm. about this tidbit. As they are believed to eat people and fortunate enough to cross paths with these beings. I mean, are they really cannibals if they're not people? That's a good question. Like, because they tiger's seem not, not a quite... cannibal for eating me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but a tiger doesn't ha- isn't at least half human. I mean, but what what is half human? Like, if Neanderthals were alive, would we say they're cannibals if they ate us? Yeah, because we have the same. Does that mean? But that, they're a like, different kind of species. An orangutan. No, like if you can fuck it and make a baby, that's cannibalism. <laughs> you heard it here first, and <laughs> last. Well, well, we don't know you can fuck it and make a baby. No, we oh, have do ne- we? we have Neanderthal blood. In- no, no, not Neanderthals. Back to the the giant. Oh well, no, but like according to like the most popular belief is uh, they are uh, a, a hybrid uh, of okay, humans okay. and like an angels. Yeah. That's one of the many things. Humans and angels. You know how they make big, angry, violent men. Well, I mean, be not afraid because some angels are fucking scary looking. Well, but you're not supposed to be afraid. Are they going to kill me? <laughs> that's that's why they have to say it, though, is because they look fucking frightening. Well, so, the, yeah, the biblically accurate angel, yes. Yeah, yeah is, it's like is multi winged, multi faced. Or like, yeah, no yeah. Body. I made of rings. A, a, yeah. a mazillion eyeballs. Like, we're lucky they only look like big people. They could look like. <laughs> A millzillion eyeballs. I'm just, I don't really care what they look like. It's the murderous rage that makes me <laughs> nervous. It's all that angel blood. Uh, it's lust for blood. So the angel blood, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Go on. Okay. All right. Back to, back to my silly report. The original written port of this story is said to come from Steve Quayle's book, Genesis 6 Giants, eventually making its way onto the radio show Coast to Coast in Marzulli's YouTube channel. Per a 2016 article on Snopes, love you Snopes, the giant of Kandahar is a hoax, as the Department of Defense has no record of this incident. As a Department of Defense spokesperson said in a message to Snopes, we do not have any record or information about a special forces member killed by a giant in Kandahar. Again, a really very fun email. <laughs> I can like we do hear. not have any info about giants. I'm just imagining a deep sigh with it. Yeah, well, let's say this: like they also were like, "Oh, we never seen a, uh, any UFOs or uh, UAPs," but then all of a sudden they're like, "Actually, we do. We just mm. told you we did." Fair, fair. God, remember that? That was like the beginning of the pandemic. And they're like, also, UFOs might be real. We're like, oh, God. Literally, like any other time in history, people would have went bonkers. But because everything else is always so fucking insane all the time anymore, we were just like, oh, okay. I think that's why they did it. The pandemic hit and they were like, oh, we should probably get that out now. Yeah. Just go ahead and wrap that one under. Yep. Mystery solved. But not not really. But, Mm, you know. No, not at all. Because they're still unidentified <laughs> yeah no it, is, it is funny that we call them ufos just because it's like 
unidentified flying object. That's meaningless. Yeah. Like if I don't know what a thing is and it flies, it technically is a UFO. At Te- least to me. Technically, yeah. every time I see a bird in the sky, it's a UFO. Like what's I that have fucking no thing? fucking clue what bird it is. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I think it's a uh, chicken hawk. No. Chicken no. <laughs> I think it's one of them UFOs. It's flying backwards. It's got to be. Oh, damn it. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Also, uh, per the Snopes article, the only soldier with the name Dan, Daniel, etc., who had died in 2002 was killed during an accident involving clearing explosives. There's also no record of an entire patrol going missing. So, But do you feel like that would have come up? Yeah, I think so. Probably. So, theory time. I mean, we kind of already got into it, but theories on the non-believer side. Big old hoax. Big old dude. Big big old dude just <laughs> chilling in the, the desert. Just one big Dutch man. Uh, some people do theorize maybe is potentially a person with uh, acromegalia or giantism. Mm-hmm. Acromegalia. Anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> on, team, <laughs> on Team Believer, obviously cryptid, uh, some kind of race of giants, the children of angels. Prophecies, missing link. Who fucking knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> I will fight anyone on the missing link thing, but yeah, go on. No, I know how you feel about it. Um, conspiracy theorists, as they do, think the U.S. government is trying to cover up the whole thing and that the body disappeared to be studied behind closed doors to keep out the public eye and all that. Um, so there is something that's like perplexing me and I wanted to vent about before I turn into the gym. So this was a giant that was said to have red hair, pale skin, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the locals supposedly knew of the existence of these things, logically speaking, would these things not be indigenous to the area? Well, so not only the giant of Kandahar, but also giants in other areas. Uh, there are a race of giant um Native Americans or indigenous mm-hmm. uh, people of America that mm-hmm. were said to have also had red hair and they were huge. They didn't really say pale skin, I don't think, I don't remember, but also extra digits, cannibals. Like, it's a recurring theme. Yeah. But red hair is also part of that recurring theme. Well, here, here's my thing. I still that, think it's just one group of Scots that got lost. And <laughs> How they get so big, though? Trouble. I mean, have you... Met a uh, Norse person? <laughs> oh, I guess, uh, yeah, Norse. I guess I was thinking of more like my line of that area, the Picts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, okay, fine. I'll, you know what? Even if I give you the red hair part, the pale skin, they live mm-hmm. in a desert. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, don't... Yeah, they live in a cave. But, but they gotta eat something. There probably is not enough nutrients for a... 1100 pound humanoid in a cave to munch on like <laughs> ain't enough you know blind ass albino fish in that cave for them to survive here's the thing though you're getting hung up on the pale skin what about the fingers the extra fingies and the extra toes but m- the point i am making is yeah, if say, this creature going more towards the racist aspect of it like uh, yeah it just feels like weird and like you know if you live in the desert your skin is going to be like darker because like you have all this sun exposure. That's only if you're front, like if you like have evolved from the desert, from desert folks, from people who lived in harsh sun. I suppose. I mean, like 
again, I don't know the biology or whatever of this creature, but it just feels like the pale skin is weird. Yeah. It's also, I feel like redheads always get a bad rep. Sure do. I mean, you're a giant with two rows of teeth killing. Just killing and eating. Killing and eating. But anyway, it was a thing that just really perplexed me, and I just wanted to vent about it. Yeah. No, that's Um, valid. You know, it was just stuck in my craw. So, but yeah, that otherwise is the giant of Kandahar. Hmm. Big boy. Big boy. Very big. Come to eat you. Coming, coming to come to grind your bones. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! All bones. Does the giant again to heart grind bones? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yerp. Yerp. Sure do. T- get spin me that tale about them bone grinding. Okay. Here is our tale. Okay, so this is a story called the Giant's Bride by Alina X, and I found this on literotica.com. All right. Oh, God, your nails are me. Crunchy. When I'm re-listening to episodes, I will hear my own shoulder crack. (laughs) I'm like, oh, God. I can't be healthy. It's crunch. Crunch. He was huge. (laughs) <laughs> good start <laughs> let's do this <laughs> oh fun alright <clears throat> he was huge I don't mean just his cock which was also <laughs> <laughs> two lines two lines in alright I'm gonna I'm gonna go sit away <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm going to be over here muting Joyce. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't mean just his cock, which was also huge. The whole of him was huge. He was a literal giant, his kneecaps level with my face, and I was one of the tallest women in the village. Although, to be honest, it wasn't his kneecaps that fascinated me. He was quite naked as he strode into the village, the ground echoing his footsteps, and swinging limply in front of him was... <laughs> was a cock of phenomenal size and a huge hairy scrotum that as far as i could see contained three huge balls each the size of my head oh shit fuck (laughs) is this gonna be enough come to like pop this person i feel like (laughs) something's about to happen something's about to happen scared i was a virgin having been guarded all my life When all my friends had found husbands and who now had children running around, why I wasn't married yet, I didn't understand. I wasn't unattractive. I knew how to keep house. And there were young men in the village in need of a wife. When, Mama? I cried over and over. When will I be married? Soon, she would reply. When a giant walks into the (laughs) village. (laughs) Soon. 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 Even if I dared to sneak away from the house, I could not have endangered my virginity. From an early age, I was forced to wear a chastity device that denied even my fingers access to my womanhood. None of my friends had endured such an indignity. I had, on occasion, glimpsed my father's manhood, and my brothers, too, when they were younger, but that was the limits of my knowledge of such things. 
until the day the giant strode into our village. I don't know if we need to do like a little bit of content warning as far as like forced chastity and all that. Maybe we could put it in like show notes or something. Yeah, like it was, I felt icky about, about that, but also like this is written kind of like I think past like the, long the, ago. Yeah, also the amount that you just mentioned it is the same amount we would have to mention it for a content warning. Mm-mm. So I feel like at that point you're not warning anyone you're just telling them the same thing that's going to happen later i I, I think it's okay all right right. i stood gaping up at him and at it as he came to a stop in front of me looking down with his large curious eyes i was naturally terrified and also confused and feeling very betrayed i'm sorry my father had said that morning but we have no choice We always knew this day would come. Somewhere in the distance, my mother wailed. What's going on? I'd ask. But my brothers held me still as my father stripped me of my clothes and unlocked the chastity device. As if that hadn't been humiliating enough, they'd march me out into the village square and tie me to a pole. There were people peeking at me through all windows. There were people peeking at me through all the windows. Today you meet your husband, my father said. Do not anger him or we will all suffer. And then they too were gone. No pressure. No, oh, yeah, no pressure. And then they too were gone, leaving me alone and helpless. I wept and cried for help, but my tears went unanswered until the giant stood before me, and I understood that this was to be my husband. They had prepared me all my life and kept me pure as an offering, a sacrifice to this giant. Gross. Yeah, okay. yeah scary. Purity's a myth. Purity's gross. He broke the ropes that bound me, tossed me over his shoulder like a sack of grain, and marched off out of the village. Very soon, even the sound of my mother's wailing faded into nothing. I was set down in a glade by a river that cascaded down a steep valley to a pond a short distance away. Overlooking the glade was a dwelling that was part cave, part a fortress built of rough-hewn bricks that no human could have lifted. The giant's home, no doubt, for its windows were enormous, and its door, too. Two women stood in the doorway. Both were clad in leather and fur. One was similar in age to my mother, and the other could easily have been her mother. The younger one ran out to meet me as the giant strode in through the door. Welcome, she said. Don't be afraid. Her accent was strange, but I understood her well enough. Her eyes were kind and her smile warm. And for the first time that day, I dared to hope, though for what, I had no idea. What did they tell you about him? Nothing. I said. Except that he's supposed to be my husband. She laughed. Well, I don't know about husband, exactly. We serve him, and he provides for us. It's hard work, and a little lonely. But it can also be fun if you let it. My name is Kali. Afari. I said. I had a cousin by that name, Kali said. Come, Afari, I'll show you around. The elderly woman watching us from the doorway examined me with a critical eye. You're a pretty thing, she said. I hope you're a hard worker, too. Hush, Baroneth, Kali said, laughing. Afari's frightened enough as it is. We don't want her running away before she's even got here. I, well, 
His lordship's got that same gleam in his eye as he had when he brought you here. I'm sure he had it with you too, Callie turned to me. It would have happened sooner or later, and now's as good a time as any. What? I asked anxiously. The giant's the last of his kind. He had a wife, once upon a time, but some knight in shining armor went and killed her for no good reason. Naturally, he got upset and started burning all the villages down until someone got the bright idea of offering him a replacement. A wife? Sort of. We can't exactly do what a wife's supposed to do, but we keep him company and look after him as best we can. Anyway, once in a generation, the villages choose one girl for him. She has to be pretty, and she has to be a virgin. You are a virgin, aren't you? I nodded. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure. Fuck you. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Whatever, that's mid. supposed to fucking me. Yeah. Good. Now, what we're about to do, you'll either love or hate. I really suggest you try and relax and see it as a bit of fun, because otherwise you'll never be happy here. And it is possible to be happy here. Even Baron that's happy here though she hates to show it. Baroness snorted dismissively and looked away. Callie chuckled. She unbuttoned her leather and fur coat and let it fall and kicked off her sandals. It's likely to get messy, she said. It's part of the fun. She took my hand and led me deeper into the cave, to a space lit by a huge log fire and with furs strewn about the place in great piles. The smoke from the fire drifted up and disappeared through a crack in the rock ceiling. Having been outside and naked all day, it was a relief to be inside again, and warm and dry too. The smell of the wood fire and its gentle crackling were soothing too. It wasn't my home, but it felt like a home, safe and welcoming. The giant sat against the wall. His face was not quite a human face, though he was human enough in an aspect that I could sense the sadness in him. He wasn't an attractive man, but nor was he repulsive. Despite his huge size and his strangeness, I wasn't afraid any longer. But I still didn't understand what Kali expected me to do. The cock twitched as we approached. I watched, fascinated, as it swelled in size and length, and lifted from the ground with a jerking motion as it stiffened. From <laughs> we both did it. Uh, we both did it. We're both terrible. People. Everyone here is 12 years old. Yep. From the fleshy folds at the end, a great bulbous head emerged with a hole at the very tip. Everywhere else, the giant's skin looked tough and leathery, but the head of the cock and the shaft immediately beneath it looked smooth and sensitive and much redder than the rest of him. Up, the huge cock surged until it was easily as thick as my leg at the thigh and so long that the head was on a level with my own. I had a vague idea of what sex was and I knew an erect cock was an important part of it, but the thought of a human woman having sex with... Having? Having sex. Human woman having sex. <laughs> Gonna have sex with a human woman. <laughs> human woman. Human woman. <laughs> I really wish that you'd given me dialogue for the giant so I could do that voice. <laughs> Hello, I'm going to have shakes with this human woman. All right. All right. I like how this giant that you're proposing has the, the softest, littlest voice. Little baby's voice. He needs to be anything big enough. <laughs> this is who he is, you know? He just wants to have sex with a human woman. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
All right, damn, you can keep going now. <laughs> My cock's ready. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just going to do it again. I see it in your eye. <laughs> but the thought of a human woman having sex with that was just absurd. Callie laughed at the expression on my face. She walked up to it between the giant's legs, then swung one of her own legs over as if mounting a horse. Her hands caressed the shaft running up and down the great length, and the giant looked down at her affectionately. Come, she said to me. Put your hands here. Her hands moved to the underside just below the ridge of the head. Come here, she insisted, and somehow I found the courage to approach until I was able to put my hands where she indicated. Just keep stroking him there and around the head. Don't worry about hurting him. I could scarcely believe what I was doing. Just the day before, I had had a perfectly ordinary life, apart from the chastity device and an ongoing frustration with not being married yet. And here I was with my hands on a cock of epic proportions. Was this sex? Was I, a virgin, having sex with a giant who was sort of, but not really my husband? You're just giving the world's largest hand job. (laughs) (laughs) Truthfully. Mm -hmm. Callie, on the opposite side from me, was moaning gently as she kissed the shaft and rubbed her breast against it. Clearly, this was something she loved to do. I, I realized, felt a tingling excitement too. Mm. In a place I normally couldn't touch. I delved between my thighs with one hand, momentarily reluctant to touch my womanhood, so long denied me. Then my fingers found wetness and a, a clit, significantly longer than usual. I pulled away, confused, guilty, and concentrated instead on the giant's cock. Kiss him, Callie urged. And I did, tentatively. When I was younger, my friends and I practiced kissing with each other. This was nothing like that, of course, but the intimacy of the contact was thrilling. The giant gave a deep, rumbling sigh of pleasure. I looked up into his eyes and saw that he was happy with me. I could no longer deny that this was indeed sex, not of the sort that my friends had with their husbands that seemed to get them endlessly pregnant, but definitely sex. And it was fun, just as Callie had said it could be. Callie was thrusting her hips against the shaft as her hands stroked along its length, while I kneaded the ridge of the head and kissed the smooth skin immediately under. The giant grumbled his pleasure. I recoiled suddenly, startled by the clear, syrupy fluid that ran into my hair. Callie chuckled. I told you it could get messy. She scooped some up with her fingers and licked them clean. Keeping a wary eye on the hole at the tip, which was glistening with the threat of a fresh load of whatever it was, I resumed my attentions, although it was with some reluctance that I kissed him again. But the taste was not unpleasant, a little salty. I decided to stop worrying about it. More and more of the clear fluid leaked out. I've, I've decided to stop worrying about having sex with a giant who could crush me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to go with it. Yeah, I feel like in most of these like monster fucking things, there's a point where the person's like, I'm yeah. just going to decide not to worry about it. Yes, this fine. might as well happen. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah. More and more of the clear fluid leaked out, some of it getting in my hair, some I caught in time and spread along the shaft. Some I swallowed as I kissed and licked with increasing enthusiasm. 
My clit was throbbing with an urgent hunger. I understood why Callie's hips gyrated so restlessly. From now on, I'm going to say that my clit is hungry when I'm, when I'm turned on. Oh, it's so hey, babe, hungry. My clit is peckish. It's <laughs> Mighty peckish. <laughs> the giant cock was growing restless too, stiffening and easing. He's getting close, Callie said. Oh, close? You'll see. His breathing was certainly heavier, so that Callie was being rocked forwards and backwards by the cock beneath her and the belly behind. Her hands joined mine at the top, caressing the most sensitive areas. I love this bit, she said, grinning excitedly. I still had no idea, but the giant gave a great moan and his cock stiffened more than ever before. It reared up suddenly, thrusting back against Callie, who screamed with joy, I realized, after a moment's panic. Again, the cock recoiled, and this time I saw the milky stream of fluid that shot out from the tip. I watched it fly up and then shielded my eyes just in time as it splashed down across me. It's like being at a Guar concert. (laughs) (laughs) Callie laughed as if this was hilarious, as more of the messy, gooey, smelly stuff landed on me, getting in my hair and covering my shoulders and breasts. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Such a long pause for that. (laughs) Yuck. Yuck. I shouted as I backed away, trying and failing to wipe my face clean. Still perched on the cock that was pulsing more gently now, a string of the milky goo oozing from the tip, Callie was hysterical with laughter. You could have warned me, I said, scowling at her. Why, she said. What would you have done? Besides, he loves it when that happens. I peered up at the giant who was looking down at me with a very satisfied expression. Yuck. I said again, quietly this time. I need a bath. Come, Callie said as she joined me in the river. It's called come. I love getting it all over me. Tastes nice too, once you get used to it. I wasn't sure I would. How often does he make us do that? At least once a day, but sometimes more. I remember one day it was cold outside, a storm blowing up. We spent the whole day inside making him come again and again and again. We were exhausted by the end of it. You and Baroneth? Yeah. It's been just the two of us here for the past five years. She won't admit it, but I think she's relieved there's someone younger to take her place. Callie moved closer to me. Did you enjoy yourself in there, Afari? Apart from the end. She laughed. That was the best bit. Shall I let you in on a secret? What? Our Lord and Master is very good with his fingers. Once again, I had no idea what she meant. And once again, she took me by the hand and led me in the firelit heart of the giant's fortress. Callie lay down on her back on a mattress of furs. Come on top of me, she said. On your hands and knees. I wasn't sure what she wanted. If maybe she wanted me to kiss her? We were both still naked, and the idea of my breasts hanging over her was an intimacy I was uncomfortable with. Come on, she said. I won't bite. Which wasn't what I was worried about, but I did as requested. I heard the giant moving about the cave behind us, but I was still trying to understand what Callie wanted me to do. She was looking up at me with a mischievous expression. We weren't weren't actually touching except for my knees against her hips which she was wriggling about playfully. 
Before I could demand an explanation, I felt it. The giant pushing his cock between us. Through my parted thighs, sandwiched by my belly and Callie's, between my breasts. The bulbous head rested on Callie's face, and she licked it lovingly. Once the shock of the strange and unexpected penetration passed, I joined in, licking the upper surface of the head. Slowly, the cock retreated again, the caress of the shaft against my thighs reawakening the throbbing excitement I'd felt earlier. He thrust forward again, more swiftly this time, and again we licked the head while it rested between our faces for a moment. This time he withdrew again. I whimpered as the shaft brushed against my clip for an instant. It was just the beginning. The giant continued his rhythm of thrust and withdrawal, his cock gliding between our bodies. The occasional touch against my clit was enough to make me cry out and to make me wish for this unconventional fucking to continue forever. Callie laughed as the cock splashed her face with the clear fluid that showed how much the giant was enjoying this. Before long, I could feel the slippery wetness against my skin as the cock glided between my breasts and could taste it and could taste it on the sensitive skin of the cock as it brushed past my lips. I cried out in surprise as something hard pressed against my womanhood. I tried to look behind me to see what it was, but the cock thrusting beneath me made it difficult. All I could see from the corner of my eye was the giant's hand. The something nudged its way into me, easing me open, determinedly penetrating what had been guarded so carefully for years. I wanted to object because I felt that I should because nothing was supposed to go there except my husband. Except it was my husband going there. They had kept me pure for him, and now he was taking my virginity, not with his cock, but with a finger. Just a finger, but it felt so thick inside me, stretching me wide as it pushed deeper in and deeper. I could feel his knuckles like hard knots driving into me, then slipping out, driving in, slipping out, his finger fucking me the way a man's cock would while his cock continued its thrusting below. I was in utter heaven, barely able to think. I just knew that I was being thoroughly fucked and I loved every moment of it. The incredible sense of fullness, the excitement of my clit, the magnificence of that giant cock. Can you feel it? Callie said. He's close. I feel it. I said. I feel him. With a wild violence, the cock stiffened and it spat out a stream of milky cum that hit my chin and sprayed across Callie's face. Again and again, it stiffened and spat as the giant continued thrusting between us, until the space between us was thick with cum. I didn't care. I was too distracted by the finger that was plunging in and out of me with furious speed. I was tense with a need I had never experienced before, and knew only that if the finger stopped, I might die of pure frustration. Callie reached up around the cock that danced between us to massage my cum-soaked breasts. As she tugged on my nipples and pinched them, I finally reached the precipice and climax for the very first time in my life. Waves of pleasure expanded through my whole body as I contracted about the finger within. The convulsions seemed to go on forever, helped along by Callie's stimulation of my nipples and the pulsing of the cock against my breast as a final trickle of gooey cum dripped onto Callie's cheek. And then it was over. The finger eased out of me, and the giant cock slithered free of us, and I collapsed onto, onto Callie with a squelch of trapped cum. Utterly exhausted, but suffused with a wondrous sense of fulfillment. I think you'll be happy here, she whispered. Yes. 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 I whispered back. <laughs> 
Getting that giant dong. Getting that giant dong. All right. I, I do see now that. I do see now that we probably should have a content warning about um, the chastity, forced chastity. I thought it was just going to be like a brief mention. There was no, it's like the story. Yeah, yeah. like she's a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very consensual, non-consent, fantasy esque. Yeah, yeah. Zone. Like she's a sacrifice, and I, like what's sad is that like I think her family thinks that like she's gonna go get munched on and they're like oh but it saves us bye yeah. but like luckily for her she gets to go live somewhere where she has like some kind people to care about her and, yeah. but like she does ha- kind of have to have sex with a giant yeah yeah there wasn't I, really like a hmm I, I do always hate the virginity thing too yeah, but it's a fantasy. I'm not ripping on like playing yeah. around with fantasy. I know that I'm not. You don't need to like keep everything super serious. But virginity is a lie. Yeah. Everybody needs to let it go. Purity is not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Gross, gross, gross. Let Get people exist. Like it would have made any difference to him whether or not she'd had a penis in her before. Yeah. How Although, do you know? I will say though that um, what we do in the shadows is the only show that's or the only fiction i've ever seen that explained the virginity thing in a funny way to me and it was mm-hmm. um he's saying you know they vampires love virgins and he was like well think of it this way you if you were gonna eat a sandwich you would just enjoy it so much more if you knew no one had fucked it <laughs> it's like, it's like the first time where I was like, okay, <laughs> I at least see the humor in this. Oh, God. Uh, very silly. Um, so we can't, we can't do the next one. No, I'm too tired. <laughs> well, before um, we, yeah, let's, one. let's wrap this one up first. Um, who, who would fuck the giant? Like, I, I do love that it's like a human sandwich around his penis. That seems kind of fun. Yeah, like, he I made like the a fact human that... fleshlight. Yeah, <laughs> two human. See, like I... if if the two like they were wrestling it, they were <laughs> wrestling. It was like wrestling a gator. <laughs> it's one of those wet t-shirt wrestles too. Uh huh. Jello wrestling. Just come wrestle my penis. <laughs> a human woman. I just want to fuck a sandwich with women. Um, I like the two women part. I like, mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> then no one's surprised. <laughs> but like, you know, when when Callie like got up in there and was like playing with the titties and stuff, I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. I think I would like that. Yeah. Um. But then the bucket of cum that's dropped on you. I like that. Could like they went and took a bath in the stream. So uh-huh. that's nice. And uh-huh. I'll, we're going to go do that again. So that's fine. That could be fun. As long as it's okay. Like, you know, like, I don't know how much different comes you all have come across in your <laughs> lifetime. Some come is just fine. Some come is disgusting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know how that happens. Someone once told me, and this is probably a myth, that the, the taste anyway can be affected by diet. I don't know if that's real. There's a theory. That's yeah. what I hear. I mean, 
it tracks as far as like it makes sense. I mean, you can change your sweat smell by having a poor or better diet. For yeah, sure. that's true. So, so maybe. Yeah. So you know, in my fantasy land, if the giant has nice cum, fucking bring it on. Dope. Okay. Let's take a fucking kiddie pool bath of it. Okay. okay. Wow. But. You know, if it's not nice, come. But yeah, this is fantasy land, so like it's gonna be nice, come, because that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. You want a you want a Nickelodeon style slime <laughs> of cum on you. I'm and gonna it, get it's gonna, yeah, you're gonna get gacked, but it's gonna taste good. Yeah. <laughs> Pineapple. What about you, Coco? Nah, <laughs> nah, not my jam. I thought it was fun when the one woman was riding the penis and I just thought about those like electric bulls. Yeah. But it was, it's a big dick instead of a, a cow. I mean, it seemed like that because yeah. it was like jerking. She was like, Woo! <laughs> Um, If there were like small people out there who were interested in doing that with me. <laughs> like you're I'm, the electric I'm the giant. Bull? I'm the giant. I mean, that would be fun. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> Obviously, they would come to me or that would be like a conversation. I wouldn't go kidnap them. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. That, that put mm-hmm. bits a bit problematic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is a giant. And he did like raise villages to the ground. So like there's maybe a different set of values <laughs> that <laughs> we have to take into account. Maybe. There's some other values here, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say no to. I'm yeah. just like, I can't. I can't see how it would work. Who knows? I don't know. I. I think. I think our our friend Callie. I think she could have made it fun for all of us. Well, there you go. <laughs> Callie can make anything fun. Yeah. Mm. Good on her. Yeah. Yeah. An old baroness with her old ancient titties. Stand in the corner watching. Grumbling like Dorothy Gr- from Golden <laughs> yeah, Girls. Gr- grumbling like I oh. used to have fun. <laughs> Back when he liked mine. Well, okay, hold on. So I have one more thing. So he sticks his finger in. Mm-hmm. But even if you have a massive penis, your finger isn't so much smaller than like the general width. I just feel like the pe- the finger would still be enormous see i thought that too and i was like well how does this fucking work but then i thought maybe this is not like a beefcake giant maybe this is just a super tall giant like but his dick was big enough for a human to ride it like a yeah. horse but and they also said that like he didn't really look human so like maybe his proportions were he's got a little spindly he's got yeah maybe he's like exactly really slender man with a giant penis <laughs> yeah like something like he's, his fingers aren't his fingers are like Size of a huge dick, okay? Okay. Maybe it was his pinky. Huge dick fingers. Like, think of all of them like this. It could have been a pinky. But it also means his nail is the size. He, no. Like, he keeping them nails clean? Yeah, he, the the pinky one that he uses for insertion. He, He like, keeps it real nice. Super short. There's, like, no hangover at all. Keeps it real tight. No, yeah, real tight. There's no dirt. Got it. Just that one. Okay. Yeah, he he just goes to the giant nail salon <laughs> and gets it done. He gets out a little finger condom, <laughs> which is a giant condom for a human. No, yeah, yeah it's like extra, extra magnum. Bear skin. Burr. Like in the forest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. All, all right. right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> 
<sighs> As always, special thanks to you, the listener, for listening to our wacky little podcast. <laughs> you can find us on the social media. You can find us on Twitter at LaughsPod. That's L A F L A F S P O D. You can find us on Instagram at Love at First Sighting. We also have a website, which is LAFSPOD.com. That's LaughsPod.com. You can find about us. You can find our Cryptic Cupid submission form where you can send us porn, whether you wrote it or a friend, or you can give us feedback. Um, you will also see our Patreon. Consider being a member. We love the support of you listening, but if you are able to give, that would be even better. But no judgment whatsoever. It's hard time in the capitalist hellscape. It's hard out here for a simp. It's hard out here for a simp. <laughs> but, you know, consider donating to a bunch of simps. Um, <laughs> you know, if you can't donate, please keep telling people about our podcast. Keep listening. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I think that's that's all our, our things. Do you all have anything? Is mm -hmm. that all our is it? It feels like there's did always do, a thing missing. Did you I'm do the, the review us on the thing? Oh, yeah. If you listen to our podcast, review our podcast. That would be cool, too, because like that also helps. That's just another great way to support us and help more people find our little wholesome little niche. Our wholesome, horny little niche. So far, we are five stars. Hell we're, yeah. We're a five-star podcast. Five whole fucking stars, y'all. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many reviews that is. It's definitely more than like five. So, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Huh. For some reason, I thought it was one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, was it was like one of us. <laughs> I think it was like six reviews on Apple. Oh, and then nice. there were some reviews on the other other ones too. Groovy. So it's actually, it's actually people that like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you all. Who did it? Which one of you? I love you. I'll give yeah. you a kiss. Also, when you search for our podcast, uh, when it does like a recommended shows like this, mm -hmm. uh, one of the shows that comes up is Mo Bam Bam. Uh. Fair enough. <laughs> I was like, all right. Somebody listened to it and was like, yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, you know, hop, skip, and a jump. There's three people. They're yeah. talking about stuff. I think they're also wholesome. You know, they, they're wholesome in their way. Like, obviously, they're not explicit as much as we are, but they're not, you know, they're not necessarily for, like, a kindergarten class to listen to. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, they, they straddle that line just like we do. I think we ride a different line, but yeah. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we do straddle a, a giant dick. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we straddle giant pucks. We've got a belt around two people to make a sandwich of human <laughs> to be fucked by a giant dick. <laughs> And a bucket of semen to splash on their face at the end. Hit us up, huh. McElroy's. Okay. You just had a moment. Mm -hmm. You did. What was your thought? Me. Another hot, hot lady. Titties in my face. Uh-huh. And a dick. Going, going between. between the clits. Yep. And the dick. It's a thing. Comes through the thing. It's a thing. <laughs> There's also the reverse of that, where you put the butts together, and you go between the butts. The cheeks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. All right. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> rub your butts together and uh, watch the shadows, sweeties. Stay horny, babes. Tap.
Here we go. Strap two people together and fuck them. <laughs> Yay. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs>